This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we tell you all about how to maximize your cost savings on your cloud VM instances without having your lift a finger using Spot Elastic. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipoc. Zipoc. I love NetApp because it's so funny. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the basement of my house and with me today I have a couple of special guests to talk to us about Spot as well as what it can do in the cloud and specifically Spot Elastic Groups. To do that, we have Carl Gridley. So Carl, what do you do here at NetApp and how do I reach you? I'm desperately stuck because I want to say something tremendously silly that would not enhance my career. I work very hard as a solutions architect in the Spot part of NetApp, working with customers, save money, drive automation, do all the kind of cool cloudy things that we do. All right. And if we wanted to reach you, how do we do that? You can reach me email, LinkedIn, WhatsApp, Signal, if you like your security, Telegram, the old fashioned one, not the new one, any way you like. All right. Also with us today, we have Yarden Kasari. So Yarden, what do you do here at NetApp and how do we reach you? I'm a product manager here at Spot by NetApp. You can reach me on LinkedIn, Yarden Kesari, and on email, yarden.kesari, K-E-S-A-R-I, at netapp.com. All right, excellent. We're here to talk about Spot and Spot Elastic Group. But to do that, we like to talk about what Spot is before we get started so you're not lost, right? Yarden, could you take that for us? Sure. So Spot is a suite of products that is a one-stop show for cloud folks, for SREs, for DevOps, for production engineers, FinOps, security guys that want to enhance their optimization in the cloud and want to take one step further into most cost and security infrastructure environment uh, on their existing cloud provider spot. Currently working with all major cloud vendors that we will probably talk about AWS. We have support in Azure and in Google. Mainly Spot is a tunnel, if you wish, between the customer's environment and the optimization it can get. We get the most optimization and cost infrastructure savings by doing smart decisions for him and all the way to keep it secure and optimized. So what sort of similarities does this have to something like an Amazon Spot instance? Is there any sort of relationship with Spot or is that just coincidental that that happened? Yeah, so the origin of Spot was to run your production, your compute production workloads, your mission critical workloads on top of Spot instances. Spot instances, like you said, the access capacity of the cloud. So they have no SLA whatsoever in the cloud. The cloud vendor can take it away anytime. Uh, so what Spot is doing here is it's running a machine learning algorithm behind NCIS to predict the interruption, so to predict the spot behavior. The spot behavior in AWS again, in Azure and in Google, to predict those and to replace instances in advance to keep your compute workload optimized at any given time. It has similarities to Spot instances. The name is very much originated from that. But over the years, it's not just utilizing spot capacity to enhance the cost savings on your environment. You have other products inside spot to make your workloads more secure. 
to manage your reservations, to manage your containerized workloads. It's not just about spot instances. And the Elasticgroup, by design, goes ahead and solves the issues that customers currently sees. Yeah, we have things like Spot Connect and Spot Security. And of course, we're talking about Spot Elastigroup today. Let's start to dive into that. So, Carl, can you tell me a little bit about Spot Elastigroup and how you leverage it in your day-to-day job? Sure. So Elastigroup is really the foundation for a lot of what we do. Elastigroup's the basis for some of the other products like Ocean for Kubernetes. And Elastigroup is how we interface with cloud VMs, right? Instances, if it's AWS, VMs in Azure and Google. And it manages the way we spin them up. We replace them if they're spot instances. We scale them if we're doing so for performance. And it's that engine that drives the heart of the work we do with the clouds. Okay. So it's related to Kubernetes and containers and that sort of thing. So how does it enhance those types of workloads? Like, what does it do? So Elastigroup itself is interacting with the cloud, right? It's spinning up VMs, spinning up instances, managing the lifecycle of those. Then on top of Elastigroup, you would have Ocean that would talk to Kubernetes. Okay, so they work Um, in Concord. Exactly, yeah. So Elastigroup is the wheels, right? It's where you meet the road. This is what's interacting with the cloud vendor directly, and then other products might use it. Or we might use it directly for customers running VMs in the cloud. That's where you bring Elastigroup in for their VM level workloads. Okay. So you have something for VMs, you have something for containers. So you have all bases covered there for cloud workloads. You got it. Exactly. So they get to use the products in the right context with contextual extra value, depending on the workloads that they're running. So other than the interfaces into these types of infrastructure, what would be the reason to have two separate applications to handle VMs and containers? Are there different considerations when you're dealing with that in the cloud? Sure. I mean, an element of it is keeping things simple, right? So when Spot came to build Ocean for Kubernetes, Elastigroup was already there and doing a whole bunch of fantastic things already. And there was no point to reinvent it. The way it handles the provisioning of VMs, the lifecycle of a spot instance, the way it can talk about reserved instances and savings plans, the way it can do the performance scaling. Um, none of these things need to be invented again. And if we're already working with VMs or instances, we, you know, we go straight in with Elastigroup. Okay. So how does this work? Like, How does it interface with the VMs in the cloud? Or in, can it do VMs on-prem as well, or is it just cloud-specific? It's cloud-specific because it's working with the provisioning models that are native to the cloud. You know, on-demand VMs, spot instances that run at a discount because they're spare. Reservations, if you've made a commitment to AWS to run something for one to three years. These are not concepts that exist on-premises. One way to look at it, when you're on-premises, you've typically made a capital expenditure of some sort, and you need to use that as much as possible, right? You need to capitalize it. So you want to almost fill it up, make sure you're using what you bought. In the cloud, it's the opposite. You want to run things for as short a time as possible, right? Turn them off if you can, use as little as possible, because then you can take advantage of cloud elasticity and spend less. And that's really where Elastigroup comes in. Yeah, so it just makes sense to not over allocate things in the cloud and not overspend because you can easily forget about things. And this is where Spot comes in. It kind of helps you not have to remember that you have these things. And it finds things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily know even existed out there. We can do some of the visibility work with with Cloud Checker, for example. What a last group is really about doing is if you have a workload, you can more or less ignore it and a last group makes sure it runs in the best possible way. If that's using spots, if it's using on demand, if it's using 
reservations, if it's handling the scaling, you don't have to be logging in every day. You don't have to revisit it every six months to see if you could architect it better. Now, that's the group is re-architecting the infrastructure every time it has to scale. So when you say best possible way, what does that entail? What's that going to do for us? So typically the headline with Spot is price, right? Especially inside NetApp, you know, Spot is seen as something that reduces your cloud bill, which is true. It can. But what we're also doing with Elastigroup Group is performance scaling. If it's a scaling workload, you know, web infrastructure, an HPC cluster, something like that, Elastigroup Group is going to make sure the right amount of performance is there. The right amount of CPUs, enough memory will scale up and down. It can do some fairly magical things. It can predict scaling events, for example, for some workloads. So even before your CPUs get hot, it might provision some new VMs. So you're never waiting for the performance to be there. The other aspect of what we're doing is closely related to the spot instances, and that's flexing reliability. So one way to look at a spot instance is a tier of compute that's less reliable, but 80% cheaper. Now we can manipulate the risk, manage those risk profiles and unlock those discounts without compromising the reliability of the app on top. So you can think about Elastigroup is giving you the right level of performance, not too much, not too little, a great level of reliability and only spending what it really has to. So I want to open up that piece where you talked about it being able to predict performance and figure out when your CPUs might start to get hot. Does it have some sort of learning built in or is this just basically like, we have experience in this, we've programmed the application to know when these patterns are happening. It has learning. And I see Yarden nodding a lot. So maybe yeah, it has learning. The entire smart things and the top of Elastic Group is not just the elasticity that we've talked about of getting some kind of a threshold of CPU utilization, memory utilization, and network utilization, then scale based on that. It's utilizing machine learning algorithms inside the product itself to learn the application usage to scale in advance, like Carl said, and also the machine learning algorithms gets us to select the most available and cost-efficient spot markets out there at any given time the group needs to scale. It's a group of instances. It can run containers like Carl said, HPC clusters. It can run web instances. It can run whatever on top of every sorts of integration inside the cloud environment. So when the group is defined, it's defined with some kind of a target capacity. The customer wants all of the group to be 70% CPU utilized. At any given time, Elastic Group goes ahead, learns the application usage and predicts in advance and scale in advance according to predictions, what's the number of instances that needs to be scaled up, scaled down to reach that level of CPU utilization, for instance. And also, like I said, pick and choose the best market out there according to historical usage that we gather from all of our customers. So that's the key value for Elastic Group, and that's the key value for all of the other products inside the company that is built on top of Elastic Group, to be able to leverage that kind of advanced algorithm inside to learn, on the one hand, the customer's usage, and on the other hand, to learn the cloud capacity history and predict based on that what's going on now and what's going to be in the future, if it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So basically, let's say I have a payroll application, and I know that it processes every so often each quarter, right? Then Elastigroup Group would know that, hey, this is about the time where this applications aren't going to start to get hot. And then it's smart enough to know that 
you know, I don't need to provision 16 large VMs. I could provision 16 small VMs and still do the same work. And that saves a lot more money on your back end. Definitely. You don't need to even say how much instances you want. Like I said, you can tell the group to be in some kind of a target level of utilization, or you can just simplify your request of, I want this group to be with 20 cores or 30 cores each time, minimum. So all those configurations with the prediction of, like you said, the salary and the quarterly report or something, definitely come into play when the group is doing the scaling decisions. Yeah, and I didn't mean that you had to decide there were 16. That Elastigroup would decide. Elastigroup would decide. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yep. And you just basically give it parameters that I want this application to run at these number of ops or maybe this latency or finish this job in this amount of time. And the Elastigroup says, all right, cool, let's do that. What can be very interesting in Elastigroup performance as well is that it can give you some right-sizing recommendation. And if you're running on top of a big instance, for example, and you're not utilizing all of it, it automatically brings you down to a lower set of instance to best fit your application and vice versa. If it sees that you have a big utilization on a small instance, it recommends you to go ahead and prefer a larger instance for your workloads. So it reads the current state of your application, recommends the right instance types and sizes, and can do that for you as well. So is there a way to override those learnings, right? So we know that Maybe there's something different coming up in a month that maybe isn't necessary to have as high performance, or maybe we know that there's going to be a surprise workload that's coming up that maybe Elastigroup doesn't know about. Can I go ahead and preempt that? Yeah, you can disable the entire function of the predictive. You can say to Elastigroup, just predict and show it to me. Don't do the scaling activities based on that, but show what you would have done if the scaling operation based on predictive was enabled. So you can see. How is it doing? And based on that, go ahead and enable. So it's very good for upcoming features or activities inside Elastigroup that you want to see if those were to scale properly with that feature on. We have a lot of dimensions in the way we scale. So you can let the predictive system handle it. You can let performance monitoring handle it. You could put it on a schedule. So if you just knew that you would need an extra 10 to 100 VMs every Friday, pop it in a schedule, they turn up on time. You can directly fire an API call at it and say, hey, give me some more performance right now. And that's going to happen. And then Elastigroup will tidy up after itself when the performance comes back down again. Since Elastigroups are doing a lot of this architecting, Carl, do you find yourself twiddling your thumbs? Like, man, what do I do now? And that doesn't let us do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in a general type of viewpoint, right? Because NetApp, of course, will give you other things to do. Like this, this kind of takes care of a lot of that work that maybe you didn't like. Or maybe that it was very time-consuming for you. Sure, this is true. What we're freeing up people to do in that aspect is avoid re-architecting, avoid having to go in and make changes as the application changes, having to go in and look for different instance types or mess with the scaling policies. There's not enough architect time to go around anyway. It's an advantage for sure. It also takes away the whole concept of trial and error, right? Like you're not trying to figure out what the best knobs to turn are because Elastigroup already knows. Exactly. And that's a big part of the product is Elastigroup knows the cloud. We're adapting it all the time as the cloud changes. It's delivered software as a service. So we're continually updating the product without the end users having to do anything. 
And this means they don't have to necessarily keep up to date with changes that are happening on the cloud side. They have plenty to focus on without doing that. Yeah, and we had all sorts of cases where changes were made in the cloud itself and customers that are working directly with Elastic Group doesn't need to do anything, but because they're working with our API, they're working with our business logic, and we are doing all of the calls on their behalf to the cloud and keep up the changes and all of the necessary adjustment that needs to be made when the cloud decides to change something or to add something just behind the scenes. So when you're talking to customers and you're trying to get them to understand what Spot can do, what Elastigroup can do, what's the light bulb moment for them? Where do you see them say, oh, and then they start thinking about this in a more serious fashion? It's a good question because it's not always the same depending on the customer. Depends, yeah, it depends on the customer, yeah. depends on the customer use case on the cloud very much. So for some of them, it could be a PAC moment where they think I could do a lot of this stuff on my own. The initial objection is not that there's another product. It's that I'm a DevOps guy. I can build this. No problem. I can do all that. I'm already using some spots somewhere. And then when they actually get hands-on with the tooling, they realize all the automation that's already been built, all of the things that would be supported for them, they realize how much time they're going to get back and how much they don't have to create themselves because everyone's got a huge to-do list. Sometimes it can be the scaling that they're really into. In particular for the stateful nodes piece, which is a subset of Elastigroup, Group aimed in many ways at more uh, new to the cloud kind of customers, maybe lift and shift kind of workloads. Those clients don't have a huge amount of DevOps skills, lots of automation. And for them, it's another thing that makes cloud adoption easy and cloud optimization easy, which is what they're looking for. We have, we have all sorts of game changer topics during customer call. When they are first onboard to the system, they see the dashboard saying, you can save up to that amount of thousands of dollars per month if you're utilizing Elastic Group or you're utilizing Ocean or you're utilizing the ecosystem to purchase Arise and stuff like that. That's game changer number one, because they understand what can be happen if they're using the Spot Banana platform. When they're deep dive, they have all sorts of opportunities inside the system, like Elastic Group, like Stateful Node, that can utilize either Arise or Savings Plans or Spot instances to get the highest savings possible. So yeah, the optimization factor and the automation factor inside the product itself, the fact that we are utilizing Spots and we are falling back to an on-demand. And if we are predicting that there is a Spot available, we are reverting back to Spot. All of those day-to-day -day actions inside the platform, that's what's make Elastic Group, a great tool for all sorts of workloads inside the cloud. You don't need to take care of anything and you just let Elastic Group the keys and it drives for you. Or Ocean, doesn't really matter. It depends on the use case. But the platform itself, doing all of the monitoring, the scaling events, the automation, and saving you money and keeping your infrastructure available, which is the main key because the ratio between availability and cost savings, it's a tricky one. If you want availability, just use on-demand instances and you're available 100% of the time or near 100% of the time, but you're paying the most for the infrastructure. And the trick is, is to get to the balance where you have availability in a very high way, but you're getting the most out of the cost saving on this particular time. 
that is very hard for customers to reach on themselves. And that's what Elastic Group is aimed to solve in any cloud vendor. So does Spot Elastic Group span regions and zones, or do I have to have a separate instance for each region or zone? How does that work? You tell it what you want. As a user, I might say, hey, span all the AZs in this region, and it will. I might say stick in one, and it will. Elastic Group works best the more options you give it, so the platform can make smarter decisions. Will it take locality into account when it's trying to provision VMs for performance? Does it say, okay, I know this application lives over here in the east, so I'm going to go ahead and provision something in U.S. East? Yeah, it tends to be regional in scope. Nearly all customer applications still are. There's chatter around cross-regional apps. I think I've spoken to maybe two people who have that kind of thing in two years of doing this. So regional is the focus. Okay. And as far as customers go, what sort of stories do you have today? Like what customers are using this? And you, know, you don't have to tell me the names, but how are they using it? And what sort of industries are they in? So we sold the Stateful Nodes version of Elastic Group to a UK fintech who were in Azure or Azure, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And they were a company who had migrated to the cloud maybe about two years or so ago. And they had lots of cloud native workloads, you know, the scaling ones that we've spoke about a lot with Elastic Group, but they also had lots of migrated workloads from on-premises. And the characteristic of these is that they're a single VM, right? They run on one machine and they are stateful. They've got disks, networking information attached. Traditionally, that's not been a target use case for a spot VM in Azure, because when a spot VM goes away, you either delete it and it takes its disks and data with it, or it goes into a stop state and just sort of hangs around and it still grabbed all of its data, neither of which is optional. And this company had huge cost control targets. They had a massive test and development environment that they were spending a you know, million dollars on, say, for the year. And they had been given goals to save maybe like 50, 40 or 50% or something. They already done scheduling. So they turn things off overnight. That saves you money in the cloud. They'd already done some region optimization. If you move things a lot of the time to the US, for example, you can save money. They'd already done right sizing, you know, made sure the VMs are the right size. Uh, and they'd hit a percentage of their saving goal. But then they rolled out Elastic Group Stateful Nodes, started using as your spot VMs, we protect the state of the machine for when a spot instance reclamation happens. We protect the networking information, the operating system, and so on. And then over the last, I think they're on nine months now, their net saving is around 82%, right? Their sort of average saving off of the list price of compute in that time period. And for the cost targets that they had, our team in that company who bought into what we were doing are rock stars now. Right. They're the cloud cost control experts in that organization because they blew their targets away by 2x. Right. They overachieved by a huge amount. Other parts of the company haven't achieved even the 1x. So it's a real success story for, for those guys. That test and dev environment now, I think, costs them something like 200k or so to run annually instead of a million. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do by just simply having something that can correctly identify things and is smart enough to know how to use it, you know, because, I mean, we can't possibly keep track of thousands of VMs across multiple cloud regions, right? It's just, you would like to, but it's hard. It's really hard to do, and it's time-consuming. If you have something that can do that for you, <laughs> that is proof positive right there of what sort of possibilities there are for your cost savings. 
Absolutely. And it's using cloud native resources. It's just using them in a sensible way, right? Unlocking the cool things that the cloud vendors do and making them easier to consume. So a customer could write their own version of this. It would maybe do 60, 70% of what we can do, but then they're maintaining their automation. They had to spend six months to a year building it up front. Then if that person leaves the company, someone else has to inherit and take over that infrastructure. For our guys, it was a project that lasted a few weeks. Then they did a big rollout and they were spending a few hours a week doing the rollout and the results were instant. They did a PAC with us, which I decided ended up being better than free because I noticed a few weeks into it that they were saving $10,000. And I said, hey, I think you should start paying me now for the product. They would make your money back. <laughs> they were already making their money back with the PSC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. I just want to add to Carl's success story. It's a really big success story that we have inside the company for using Stateful Node in Azure. That's the main reason that we've started rolling out the Stateful Node product inside Elastic Group from the beginning, because it gives you the option also to preserve the state of the machine. When using spot instances, when it reclaims, when it's terminated, you need to bring up a new one from scratch. You're not taking care of any network interfaces or storage or your files inside or your operating system installation and stuff like that. You're not taking care of that. All of that is completely fresh. And customers are really intimidated of utilizing spot capacity because of that obligation of starting from scratch. And inside Stateful Node, what we are doing is that we are persisting all of those aside from the node itself from the machine and the machine is being replaced whenever it's necessary and we are persisting all of the outside resources and reattaching those to the new machine the new machine can live inside the same az in the same availability zone in another availability zone doesn't really matter but we are getting the customer all of the resources you know he's not losing them but he's reattaching those in every instance that comes up so that's a barrier that we've successfully managed to overcome by developing this fantastic product inside AWS at the beginning and now on Azure, uh, definitely on the roadmap as well for Google to get customers utilizing Spot even for their stateful workloads. So I think that's a key story that brings us more uh, value for this product as well and some kind of a game changer, like we said before. We have other customers, you know, that utilizing their compute spend for running PC workloads, running Spark jobs, running their own containerized services on top of Elastic Group in AWS and in Azure and Google. And we have a customer, we're not saying his name, but a big customer in the financial businesses as well that runs batch workloads on top of Elastic Group and saves millions of dollars per month just by utilizing Elastic Group, just by using the automation they're running for a few years now, and just continue to increase the usage in the product uh, inside. And we are very pleased to work with those customers. Eventually, all of those customers enrich the overall data that we have inside the product, and we're taking better decisions based on that. So definitely great customers to work with. Yeah, I would imagine that if you're a financial customer and you're willing to use something to save money, it probably means it's saving you some money because <laughs> they probably know finances better than because most they, yeah, they they know it. <laughs> yeah. They are aware of their books. Yeah, yeah. So if they're <laughs> if they're using it, it's safe to say that you could probably use it as well and get some benefits out of it. Yeah, and also all of the regulations, all of the security efforts, 
if it goes into financial businesses and organizations, you know that the product itself is well secured and getting you the best availability results that is required for those types of organizations. So we've mentioned that you support multiple clouds. Can a single instance of Spot Elastic Group support all those clouds at once, or do you have to have different instances for each cloud? It's all about the application at the end of the day. So each application now runs in a single cloud and typically in a single region. I'm starting to see, I think what they're calling it, the super cloud concept of applications running cross clouds. I haven't met that in the wild yet once. Yeah, I think when that comes out, it will be interesting and we'll be ready to support it. But right now today, it's individual cloud centric, if you like. And what about disaster recovery scenarios? Like if I've got a site that goes down and I need to fail over to my other site, does Elastic Group know how to handle that? Does it have a different handling of those DR sites that might not have as many resources dedicated to it because it's running in a failover type of scenario? Yeah. And in this time, you're taking advantage of natural cloud elasticity. So you might essentially have an idle Elastic Group. Then as the application workload fails over, as the performance indicators start to rise, Elastic Group starts procuring you infrastructure. Now, in the cloud, it's interesting because it's likely, or at least possible, that you're now in a DR situation with a bunch of other consumers, right? Because if it was a zonal failure, or it happened to Google in Europe a few weeks ago, they had water ingress into one of the data centers, which took out multiple zones. Then they had lots of customers failing over. Elastigroup Group is going to get ahead of the curve because we'll try and get spots, we'll shop around, but we can shop around for on-demand instances too. So we are much better equipped to handle competition for cloud resources. Because whilst the concept of a hyperscaler is infinite, the reality, that's not true. <laughs> they are data centers somewhere. So for DR, we can actually play an interesting role in grabbing the resources for our customers. And what about NetApp products like ONTAP and Storage Grid and that sort of thing? Do they come into play here at all? Or is this strictly just cloud and application-based? Yeah, so we're focused on managing cloud compute. Um, we're cloud-centric. We don't really cross over on-premises. InstaCluster does, by the way. You know, that fits under the umbrella, too, of Spot. That is on-premises as well. But as a rule, we're focused on cloud compute at that processing layer, whereas you know the ONTAP products will be focusing on the data layer underneath. And they can absolutely work together. Particularly in Kubernetes, there's a very interesting stack now, I think, with Ocean powered by Elastigroup for the compute tier, Astra with the data optimization. Then you have Cloud Insights offering you now deep level intelligence into your Kubernetes environment. And if a customer put all of those together, I think that would be a very interesting model to run Kubernetes in the cloud. Yeah, and there's also the cloud versions of NetApp storage like CVS or ANF or CVO, but... As you said, this is strictly for VMs and applications and that sort of thing. It doesn't really come into play with the storage layer. That's right. Yeah. Just before the call, there was some maybe unofficial chat about interesting things that might come with using spot level resources for some other NetApp products in the cloud. But I think maybe that's a conversation that's done under a legal agreement with people. Yeah, absolutely. And it does make sense. I mean, you do need to watch your resources with all things, not just compute, but also, you know, storage and that sort of thing. But ultimately, this is, you know, strictly VMs or with Ocean, strictly containers and Kubernetes. On a customer's cloud bill, the two or three biggest things are going to be storage, compute, and then probably network. These are by far and away the biggest expenditures. So they're the best ones to chase for those initial optimizations. Does Spot track down any network 
allocations or is it strictly just compute? Strictly compute, although Ocean for Kubernetes has now introduced network analysis as well, um, which is very interesting. Yeah. So to help customers optimize and keep network traffic inside the same zones, which is free, and reduce interzonal communications, which is not so free. Well, there's that and also just allocation of IP addresses or VNets that you just kind of leave laying around. You forget about them and then you're like, oh, why am I paying for this thing I'm not using? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is something we help with almost by accident because if Spot was managing the infrastructure, when the VM goes away, if it's decommissioned or it's scaled down, then we make sure everything's tidied up as well. So we're not leaving these associated components kicking around. We're a very tidy tenant in the cloud. What's interesting as well is that you can also configure inside your groups or your running workloads inside Spot to utilize some kind of a preferred availability zone. So all of the instances, the majority of them will be preferred to be in a specific zone in your region. So you can avoid the overall cost spent between AZs. So definitely another key focus in Elastic Group as well is that you're not utilizing one zone for your workloads. We are preferring that zone if that's possible in terms of the best instance availability and price. We are taking that into consideration when deciding where the instance will be launched. What is the location? What is the availability zone? Elastic Group will choose to launch the instance in. But the customer, as regard to DR and to high availability, you have the option to select multiple availability zones. So we will select the best one eventually. But again, with the multi-availability zone feature, you can select one or two to be the preferred one. So you will be reducing your overall network cost at the end. All right. So when you're dealing with the cloud, you're kind of at the mercy of the cloud providers. And sometimes they change things. And one of the things they might change is price. So how does Spot address price changes? Does it still add value if the price goes up or down in these cloud offerings? It certainly does. We've seen this happen fairly recently in the cloud vendors. And what the platform is going to do is because we're always pulling the price information live right, from the APIs the cloud vendors provide, every decision we make to provision an instance takes into account the most recent price. So we're going to factor in the levels of discount, the reliability of the instances, the performance that's required, and make sure the customer's always getting the best current deal. So even if they architected their infrastructure three years ago, we've continually updated Elastigroup's modeling to make sure that it's you know, going to make the best decisions with the cloud infrastructure as it stands right now. Also, Elastigroup and Ocean get you the option to even further increase your market selection, your spot candidate selection. So we will pick and choose the best priced spot instances by letting you define multiple architecture, multiple AMIs inside your virtual node groups. So you can have the option to define several images inside the group that supports multiple architecture. And eventually you'll have the option inside one group to define all sorts of diverse market selection. And that gives Elastic Group and the other platform as well, more pool of instances to choose from. And eventually that reduces the overall cost of the customer when he uses us. So I understand there was a blog recently that covered this. Can you tell me where I would find that? Sure. You have all of the blogs and all of the information and releases that we have on the Spot.io blogs website. You also can reach more information on Spot.io website, product pages, the documentation itself. We have also the API documentation. 
every product is supported by Terraform, Ansible, CloudFormation, and all sorts of other utilities that Infrastructure as Code provides today. Feel free to reach us out. All right. And again, Yarden, if we wanted to reach you, how do we do that? You can email me, Yarden, Y-A-R-D-E-N dot Kesari, K-E-S-A-R-I at netapp.com or search me up on LinkedIn and social media. And Carl? I have been and remain Carl Gridley, also available on LinkedIn. Just search for me. <laughs> I'm not going to read out my email address because it'll just go wrong. Well, we'll include a link in the blog, so you'll be fine there. Happy days. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Yarden Kassari and Carl Ridley for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.